Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Today's Hard Factor is brought to you by Tommy John. Not sure if you can tell, but we're super excited to have Tommy John Underwear as our sponsor this week. And the good folks at TJ sent us all sent us all uh, sent all of us Hard Factor boys Tommy John undies so we could experience how fuck so we could experience how they're redefining comfort for men and women. But I have a little confession to make. I didn't get my Tommy Johns because I'm a slacker and I forgot to submit my order. But luckily, I found a workaround. See, I have a secret key to Mark's house. So rather than miss out on the comfort, I've been wearing Mark's. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. But don't worry, I've been sneaking them back into his drawer every night, and honestly, I've never felt closer to him. Let me tell you guys, this is the best pair of underwear I've ever owned. Even with the strain of back-to-back uses by different men, these things keep you these things keep you nestled in one place. And luckily for Mark, Tommy John's underwear has a Luckily for Mark, Tommy John's underwear sports a no wedgie guarantee. Order a pair today or borrow your friends. Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash hard right now for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash hard for 20% off. Only at TommyJohn.com. TommyJohn.com. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, nobody does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always just. Oh, yeah! Hard Factor, it is Wednesday, January 9th, and I'm going to warn you up front, this episode is dark as fuck. So, Hump day, baby. Yeah, just just, just warning but, you. But All good, right. but but funny, or just dark as fuck? Funny, it'll be funny, but All also right. really dark, really, In really a sick bad. way. Yeah, sick stuff, disgusting stuff. All right, top stories. <laughs> Let's get into these nasty stories. All right, Pat's going to do one about R. Kelly under criminal investigation for being R. Kelly. Easily the biggest piece of shit with a record deal on the planet. <laughs> uh, Mark's going to take one about the CEO of the worst hospital in the world resigning. Yeah. Uh, the only reason this guy's not on Pat's list is because he doesn't have a record deal. He's a sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to do what about a Democratic mega donor who has no clue how people keep dying in his mansion? Allegedly. Oh, I think he has a pretty good idea of how they keep dying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take us through a lightning round of other headlines. Uh, take it away, Pat. All right. When you're talking about the most prolific and accomplished sex pests of all time, you really can't start the conversation anywhere other than with R&B singer R. Kelly. He's a man among boys when it comes to sex pestery. I mean, this guy has done it all. I'm talking a leaked sex tape of him urinating on a 14-year-old girl. I'm talking falsifying documents so he could marry a then 15-year-old Aaliyah. I'm talking of a luxurious safari-themed mansion where he can hang his hat. Oh, and he collaborated with Michael Jackson. Wow. Yeah. What more could an accomplished sexual predator ask for? Well, you could add six-hour-long documentary series chronicling almost five decades of 
prolific sexual dickbaggery. Yeah, they, they usually only make those after you're dead. Mm-mm, he's alive, baby. Jeez. That's because Lifetime Network has released a, si- released a six-part docuseries titled Surviving R. Kelly that explores the remix to Ignition singer's chronic, irresponsible use of his penis. The documentary features... It's the remix to Ignition. <laughs> now I got to get back. You got to get back on the school bus. Yes, get on the school bus, <laughs> but then come back later. Yeah, the doc features testimony from more than 50 victims, journalists, family members, and other people generally close to the singer, talking about how knowing R. Kelly has made their lives undeniably more terrible. Yeah, for those of you who don't know the music of R. Kelly, please don't start exploring his glorious and expansive catalog of R&B and talk singing now. Because after you see this doc, your moral obligation to not enjoy his sexually themed musings will haunt you. Yeah, I like R. Kelly too much to even watch it. I, I trust everybody that he's a piece of shit, <laughs> but like, I feel like I'm probably going to avoid it. Just like I'll just keep coming up with yeah. excuses not to watch it. You have a choice: watch it or listen to R. Kelly. Well, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like the same thing with Michael Jackson. Exactly. How, how do you? We, I'm supposed to not listen to Michael Jackson and I like R. R. Kelly music, you know? So Hold on. Michael Jackson was bad, but this is a whole level. Of, of sex pestery above Michael Jackson. Debatable. He just, yeah, very debatable. Jackson was just not caught as, as red-handed. Little but, boys. But, I mean, little boys is... is Let me get they're, into they're, it. They're, they're, they're both horrible. Reserve it's your bad. opinion bad. for now, okay? But I'm just saying that's a lot of R&B. I'd all right, well, tell us what's so, so horrible. Okay, all right, so the good people at Billboard did an I'm excellent gonna job. I'm going to plug my ears. I'm not going to listen. Don't listen, Will. <laughs> the good people at Billboard did an excellent job highlighting some key takeaways from the documentary. I want to take you guys through a few of them so you can really wrap your head around the special type of sex weapon that is R. Kelly. All right, so first, the Michael Jackson song, You Are Not Alone, which Kelly wrote, was allegedly about a teenager who R. Kelly impregnated when she was a senior in high school. So I guess he meant she wasn't alone because she now had his baby inside her. Yes. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The woman, quick side note, the woman then miscarried the demon spawn after Kelly gave her mono. So that's classy. She missed out. Yeah. And then in 2008, uh, when Kelly was on trial for child pornography, a number of teenage fans rallied around the uh, a number of teenage fans rallied outside the courthouse to support the singer. And Kelly, who's never one to waste a good opportunity, he picked up a 14 year old fan of his and then he groomed her for a couple years before taking her virginity and telling her that he was going to train her. He waited. Yeah. Well, two, he waited a couple of years. I don't buy that. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's like years. shooting fish in a barrel. She she showed up to protest on his behalf, so she that's he true. knew she would do whatever the fuck he said from the beginning. So and then she showed up at a safari themed mansion. Right. Yeah. You think <laughs> so, R. Kelly's not going to take advantage right there at that point? All right. Look, and finally, in the crown jewel of sex pesting, Kelly ran a sex cult for a number of years, allegedly brainwashing his victims, many of whom were never seen again by their families. That's horrible. Let's take it to the Internet. So Virgil English Hill says, happy belated birthday, R. Kelly, because yesterday was R. Kelly's birthday. Where'd they go? (laughs) Oh, man. Is it my my story? You're up, Mark. Like, we don't make the news. We just talk about it. Uh, Did you guys hear the insane story about the woman who was in a vegetative state for over a decade and then just gave birth while still in a vegetative state? Yeah. Sounds familiar. <laughs> what? Just, that just came out in the news. Uh, pretty gross, right? I don't want to spell out the scenario for you, but let's just say it was not an immaculate reception. Wait a minute. Con- conception. Oh. Reception conception. is the Steelers play where <laughs> Franco Harris dropped the ball, but everybody says it was neither of those. But it, if wasn't, she was, it wasn't the Franco Harris catch if she, or uh, Jesus being born. But if she was a vegetable, I wait. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So the CEO, <laughs> that's what happened, Pat. The CEO of the Phoenix-based Hacienda Healthcare Nursing Facility, where the woman was being cared for, resigned on Monday. Uh, Bill Timmons, 
had been the longtime chief executive officer of Hacienda Healthcare, and apparently uh, his resignation was unanimously accepted. It's weird. I wonder why that was. Let me tell you exactly why that was. 110%. Yeah. After looking, yeah, he was there for three decades, by the way. After looking at one picture of this fucking guy, I'm pretty sure I know why the board's decision was unanimous. And if I was a detective that had able sight, I'd know exactly whose DNA to swab first. It would be (laughs) pretty open and shut case. Jesus, this poor fucking family. Imagine your your daughter's in like a 15-year vegetative state. You're waiting on a phone call, and the phone call you get is, no, she didn't wake up. She's just pregnant. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, Honey, not only that, they, they didn't well, they, know she was pregnant. She, they just, she had the baby. They, they yeah, knew she was they, pregnant. They got that phone was, call eventually. The phone call was you have a grandchild. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Phone call. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Her father's gotcha. like, honey, remember how I said this couldn't get any worse? Yeah. Well, Bill Timmons, going back to him, <laughs> looks like the most insane person that's ever lived. I don't <laughs> know how he wasn't living in a cave and how he was the CEO of a company because he's just take a look. at. He's definitely going to be the guy. picture on the blog. It's like an extra in deliverance. (laughs) He looks like Chucky grew up is what he looks like. He's got some issues with his eyes. Uh, The unidentified patient was a 29-year-old Native American woman. She'd been in a vegetative state for 14 years, so since she was 15, after a near-drowning incident. And the woman gave birth to a healthy baby boy on December 29th. So that's like literally the only... Nice part of this story. Yeah, but still, that's—it's nice that the, the the boy's healthy and stuff, and that it'll grow up to be a normal kid. But like, how do you explain to him where he's from? You know, yeah, normal, yeah. Yeah, normal kid. Jesus Christ, what, what was he like? Hey, uh, don't don't move if you consent. Oh God. Oh God. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Right, he's, ha- he's a horrible human. Oh God. Ha- yeah, great father. Hacienda Healthcare <laughs> said in a statement a Tuesday father, evening. Muscle tough. Oh God. That uh, Phoenix police have searched, have uh, served search warrants to obtain DNA from all male staffers at the facility. Uh, I hope that includes the CEO who just abruptly left. Um, yeah, I don't know. He he was absent that day. Also, this is a very good start, and and but maybe you know, unfortunately, they're also uh, visitors. So not just the staffers. So we'll see. This guy's going to we'll be hanging on. from a noose in yeah. about a week. I would say anyone that quit in the past couple weeks probably start there. But uh, Gary Orman, the executive vice president of the facilities board, said in a statement that Hacienda Healthcare will accept nothing less than a full accounting of this absolutely horrifying situation. And uh, yeah. And while Orman, <laughs> Orman might be upset and disgusted, something tells me Bill Timmons was probably just surprised this took <laughs> yeah. so long. Pretty sure that the judges are also going to want a, a full resolution, idiot. That, yeah. that was probably the most stressful nine months any human on this planet's had. Foreman's like, no one can be more hard on ourselves than ourselves. Yeah, he just yeah, kind of no, set his own ticking time bomb. The state can be. Um, a former Hacienda manager said that Timmons, the, the uh, disgraced CEO, insisted that a 1988 incident of abuse of a different patient be covered up. So apparently a group of female nurses were standing around a nonverbal male patient's bed. See the theme here? And they were talking inappropriately. Oh, inappropriately about his dick and his balls. So, yeah. um, so they were just fondling his package and right. discussing it. Look at, look at this guy's dick. Uh, the, the ex, <laughs> the ex so weird. The ex manager said uh, that when this was this issue was addressed at a manager's meeting, Timmons slammed his fist on the table and said, "No, no one is going to report this." Um, even though the law required such uh, such incidents to be reported. So she said that everyone was scared of Bill Timmons because he had a temper and they knew not to mess with him because they would get fired. Yeah. And she also went on to say that she was pretty certain that a lot of other incidents happened at Hacienda throughout the years. So, yeah, like, no shit. I give the no. best blowjobs in town. I bet I can get him to wake up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Damn it. There's some nasty <laughs> shit happening, man, at that fucking place. 30 years of this guy just, just cadaver, not cadavers, but like, you know, zombie 
people people right. in a coma's getting fucked. That's what Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer used to do. It was like the juvenile prison Ugh. in the movie Sleepers, except the victims were all in fucking comas. Yeah, so let's take it. Crazy. Let's take it to the take yeah, this. He's a good actor. Jason Patrick, really good. There's a lot of good actors in that movie. Let's take this sick story to the internet. Uh, Evan B says, "Unbelievable that this happened in a nursing care center and nobody noticed she was pregnant." Good call. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, all the employees there might have been in a vegetative state, so a little insensitive, Ooh. but good call. Uh, and then Odilia also says uh, insensitively, close down that brothel. Because, um, yeah, there's a lot of fucked up shit going on there. Jeez, Odilia. Yeah. It's like you <laughs> get, get these sleeping whores out of here. Do we have any good story, happy stories? This yeah, one's a little bit lighter. Oh, yeah, this next one's good, right, Wes? It's a little bit lighter. Um, so uh, Edward Buck, or Ed Buck as he is known, is a prominent donor to the Democratic Party and political activist living in Hollywood, California. He first gained notoriety back in the 80s when he led a successful campaign to impeach and remove Evan Meacham from his governor's seat in Arizona. And since then has been very active in the Democratic Party. You can, you know, a lot of times see him with a blowhorn at, at, at campaigns and whatnot. Um, he's donated to uh, big, big Democratic cam- uh, campaigns, uh, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama um, uh, over the past years. The major uh, ones, the big yeah, ones, big yeah. ones. But over the past couple of years, old Ed, who is now 64, has gained notoriety for some other kind of uh, donations he has been making. Hmm. Seems uh, old Ed has a proclivity for bringing men back to his Hollywood apartment, uh, possibly feeding them drugs and letting them OD in his apartment. So very, very hospital, uh, you know, good if host. He, if he's not supplying the drugs, he's certainly encouraging them to, to do them. Yes, yeah. absolutely. In so, ridiculous quantities, right? So. Right. Yeah, so back in uh, July of 2017, a 26-year-old black male named Jamel Moore uh, died of a meth overdose in that apartment, and it was later found out that um, Moore was actually an escort. Um, so that death was ruled an accidental OD, but now a second man— Oh, the uh, 26-year-old uh, meth addict that was uh, 40 years younger than Ed wasn't yeah. his like, um, acquaintance. He was just an yeah. escort? No shit. Yeah, yeah no. a bad escort at that, probably. Um, so now a second man, um, has been found dead in Ed's apartment. Um, this time another, yeah. it's an apartment. I mean, like how yeah. many, like people dying in your fucking, like if two people die in your yeah. apartment, that's a, that's a real problem. It, there. It's kind of eerie too. Cause the apartment has like above the number. It has like, it has like clouds or heaven as you might. Uh, you hey, know. How many people die in your apartment? It just smells like heavy drugs and death. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's terrible. So the second the second man, who was apparently um, Ed's longtime friend, uh, called up Ed, insisted that he come over. Um, in a statement given by uh, Buck's lawyer, the lawyer said, Ed was reluctant, but the friend was insistent. So Ed allowed the friend to come over. Probably what happens every single time. Yeah, It's um, like, I'd really rather you didn't. Yeah, Ed hates when his friends come over. He just really never wants them over at all, I bet. And don't, yeah. don't come over to this table of drugs. <laughs> so, no, you wouldn't want to do these great Clean drugs. Coincidentally, a short time later, the man began, quote, exhibiting biz- bizarre behavior, mm-hmm. uh, which prompted Buck to call 911. And a short time later, um, uh, you know, after Ed probably gave him the dirty shit he gave yeah, prompted everyone. Buck to take a breather, change the sheets, then call 911. I fucked him before they were dead. <laughs> yeah. So long story short, this is the second death in this guy's apartment in 18 months. Uh, a lot of people want him arrested, inclu- including uh, members of the black community, the LGBT community. They think he's just a fucking predator, basically. Well, yeah, sounds I mean, like he's, he killed, he's killed two people in his apartment that he, he may have fed the drugs to. You think yeah. he's doing the drugs with them? Well, it's it's either Ed's 64 uh, year old heart has built up a tolerance to these drugs. He's not doing them at all, or he knows they are just bad and just giving them out willy nilly. This is house behavior. Ed needs to get out of a fucking apartment if he's going to be murdering prostitutes. Ed's like <laughs> an, yeah, Ed's like an ugly old uh, dude that's fucking these young prostitutes, and yeah. so I don't think he's. 
I think what he's doing is just like making them comfortable. He's providing yes, whatever yes. they want to stay in his apartment. So you don't so think he's doing the drugs? This is right. a bad batch. He keeps reusing. Right. It, it might not be that he's purposely giving them bad batches. I think that he's probably had thousands of prostitutes in his apartment. Yes. I think that he just lets them do heavy drugs so that they pull the pants down. It's yeah. a numbers game. Yeah. I mean, you think after the first time someone OD'd in your apartment, you'd stop letting people stick needles in their arms. This guy's homeowner's insurance must be just through the fucking roof. <laughs> well, lightning doesn't usually <laughs> strike. Yeah, um, okay. So no charges has been filed as of yet. Uh, Buck's lawyer seemed confident he will once again be cleared of all wrongdoing and continue on his ways. Uh, going to the Internet, Matthew Andrews says, the moral of this story is don't go to Ed Buck's house to party. Good good moral there. That's true. Yeah. So stay away from Ed Buck's house if you're a young prostitute in Hollywood. Absolutely. Nice, nice obvious comment from that. Reader. Words of wisdom, guys, yeah. for all the prostitutes out there in Hollywood. <laughs> all right, let's take it to the lightning round of other headlines we couldn't get to. So... Uh, the meeting invite announcement live from the Oval Office. It's every, what we'd all been waiting for uh, Tuesday night. President Trump addressed the nation for the first time from the Oval Office to let us all know that he has invited the Democrats to a meeting that's supposed to happen today where they can finally agree to pay for his steel slat wall along the U.S.-Mexico border. So what were all those? You those pins behind him. What the fuck were those things? Uh, pins he didn't earn. I gotta I, tell you, I don't know. He's sniffling a lot, and he said the word yeah. "human" instead of "human" constantly. Yeah. So I, I, I was pretty disappointed. I, I really prefer my Trumps without a teleprompter. Me too. Yeah. I mean, he, you're, you're likely to get on better, book. a better show for sure. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, so it was basically he he basically he announced this thing to do nothing, and shortly after, uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi they took the stage to say that Trump should reopen the government first. And then discuss wall funding. But in order to reopen the government, Trump would have to sign a spending bill that there's no wall funding in. So basically nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. They wasted 20 minutes. Of everyone's fucking night. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Nowhere closer. <laughs> yeah, it's just nothing at all happened. All right. Three updates from the Mueller investigation as of Tuesday. First, a new court filing reveals that Paul Manafort is accused of giving polling information, so like uh, political polling information, to a Russian with government connections while working for Trump's presidential campaign. That's a no-no. Yeah. Uh, second, the Supreme Court ruled against a foreign company seeking to avoid dealing with the Mueller investigation altogether. So now they're going to, this company has to release information to the investigation or be fined. Um, hmm. So it's interesting. And then finally, the third one, reports are that Paul Manafort is depressed and dealing with gout in jail. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have gout and you can't sleep, you become depressed. It's it's just fact. They go hand in hand. <laughs> you, f you feel for Manafort? No, definitely. I heard from a friend. Definitely. It's not it's not like a chicken and the egg thing. It's just it's, <laughs> yeah. it's gout first and depression. Hand in hand. Gout's just <laughs> they're best friends. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Johnny Bobbitt, the Philly bum who was part of the GoFundMe scheme with the New Jersey couple, failed to appear in court on Tuesday for his hearing. So now there's a warrant out for his arrest. And uh, wait, this, they, they, they like they let, they let that guy out on fucking bail. <laughs> yeah. They kill, did. Did. I mean, kill anyone. Yeah. He's not going to go anywhere. You know? Yeah. Let's uh, let the, the. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, there's, quote, <laughs> speculation that Johnny might be partying in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Good, it's a good theory. Yeah. Who said it? Who said it? We're find the yeah. loudest bridge. Yeah, exactly. Go, <laughs> go, go onto the bridge and find the loudest bridge. <laughs> there you go. Um, the Phoenix, Arizona girl that got arrested in April for sending a guy over 65,000 texts over 10 months and breaking into his home 
after while well, he was out of the country after only going on one date with him. It turns out she actually sent over 159,000 texts. Um, one of those read, I'd make sushi out of your kidneys and chopsticks out of your hand bones. Um, Jesus. And so despite all that, Jacqueline 80s, that's her name, has pleaded not guilty to the charges of stalking and criminal trespassing. Uh, and her trial is scheduled to begin February 5th. I've definitely had a few drunk nights that if they turned into like Groundhog Day, I might I, I would have racked up some numbers and texts as well. Yeah, I kind of I kind of <laughs> like ever, this. You ever get a triple digit text <laughs> night out, Wes? I, I, I guarantee I have. Easily, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it for Hard Factor tonight. Thank you all so much for listening. We've got nutritionist Stephanie on tomorrow night to join for the hashtag hard fact hard factor hard body diet competition update so you definitely do not want to miss that one subscribe on itunes follow on twitter and instagram and please help us bump the show in 2019 we're trying to take over the government category in itunes and much more this year go have yourself an incredible wednesday see you later